Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Praise God. Shall we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for yet another opportunity tonight as we look into borrowing and lending in this Uncommon Success Summit, day two. Asking in the name of Jesus that every hero will be transformed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yesterday, quickly, we concluded some important truths about uh, lending and borrowing. Amen. We concluded that uh, lending with the hope to receive again has no reward. Praise God. Ask no reward from God. We concluded that there's a reward for every lender. Are you following me? God rewards the lender. And that is if the lender is doing it according to the dictates of God. Are you with me? Praise God. Give me your attention here. The, it can, the, the, the lender only access the reward if he is doing it according to God's dictate. So lending with the hope to receive again has no reward from God. This is only helping a man temporarily and only reward, the only reward may be a return of such favor. In other words, if the person is not doing it according to God's dictate, it means that if you're getting back from the person you lend to, you can only enjoy the favor of also being you have lended to somebody or the person is returning to you. The reward may be a return of such favor. Hallelujah. So in the Old Testament, under the law, interest was not to be charged to a brother. Amen. We discussed yesterday that if you're lending to a brother in the house, you know, in the body of Christ, the body of Christ, the church, you're lending to one another, it should not be for interest's sake. In other words, you don't lend to somebody who is a fellow believer and say that that person should pay you back with interest. Say, well, you're paying back with 10, 10% interest. Now, God doesn't want that amongst his own people. That means in the church. Hallelujah. Now, outside the church, that can happen. Because, you know, I said yesterday that there are categories of lending and borrowing. There is the lending and borrowing that has to do with the midst of the believers. And there is a lending and borrowing that has to do with businesses outside where you have banks giving loan to people. You have those who are not banks who are private lenders who are giving 
loan to people. Of course, those ones will do it with interest. Are you following me? They will do it with interest. And if you are, if you find yourself in their net, you know what it entails. If you don't repay, if you don't pay back what you loan from them, uh, and that's why they take collateral, and they take your collateral. If you happen to use your house, then you just discover one day they come and pack you out of your house. And then you become homeless. Are you getting my point here? So there is the lending and the borrowing that has to do with business. Praise God. There's a lending and borrowing amongst believers that God is talking about that has to do with helping each other. It's not based on interest is not being based on uh, 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 you giving uh, collateral and all that stops. It based only on helping one another. And we saw at length a lot of uh, things yesterday, how God wants it done. But quickly tonight, I want us to move forward. You know, I want you to know that lending is a mark of goodness. All right, it is a mark of goodness to lend to help one another. The Bible even says that one who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. In other words, when you are giving to the poor, even when it comes to giving, you are giving to the poor, to the needy. The Bible says you are lending to the Lord. In other words, the Lord is borrowing from you. And one thing about God is that it will not hold you. It will pay you back with great reward. Hallelujah. You'll find that in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 17. Then we find out that borrowing brings into bondage. In other words, <laughs> the borrower becomes the servant of the lender. Proverbs 22 verse 7. Amen. Now, because it's a bondage in a way. That is why God put all those uh, laws, all those uh, uh, instructions, so as to make sure it's not a bondage or to make sure there's freedom from the bondage. Are you following me now? But that is not what I want to look at right now. I want us to look at Luke chapter 6 and verse 34. Luke chapter 6 and verse 34. Luke chapter 6 and verse 34. It says, and if you lend money only to those who can repay you. Alright? We're going to scrutinize this portion of scripture. I just pray in the short time I have, I'll be able to focus on borrowing later. But you see, and if you lend, verse 34, and Jesus is the one speaking here. He says, and if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Let's stop there first. In other words, Jesus is saying, there is a lending that is not to the needy. 
or rather to the poor. You're lending to someone who is also, if he's not needy and poor, that means he's rich. Somebody who have, who have something. Now, that means that Jesus is saying, what credit do you have? Because that person can pay you back. And you are lending to the person so that the person will pay you back. You are sure and confident the person will pay you back. That's why you are lending to the person. So the person is not actually in the category of the needy, but he has a need. He's not poor, but he has a need. So even sometimes, the rich borrow not because they don't have. Hallelujah. There's what you call other people's money, OPM, in the world of business. For example, look at all these big business people all over the places in Nigeria. They're still borrowing money by the millions. Look at Dangote. He is the richest man in Africa, yet he's still borrowing money. Amen? Is he not borrowing money? Is he borrowing money? And yet he's, he's the richest man in Africa. Now, if the richest man in Africa come to you and say, borrow me 50,000, you will gladly look for the money and, borrow, and, and lend the money to him. Is that not? Why? Because you know you can get it back. That's what Jesus is talking about in that first phrase. Let's see what he says. He says, and if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for full return. Even unbelievers will lend to other unbelievers for full return. So he says, love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. Your reward from heaven will be very great. So that means there is a reward for lending, not for lending to the rich. <laughs> Are you following that? But for lending to the true needy or poor who cry to you for help. Are you following me now? He cry to you for help. And you are lending to him. So the, the person that you are lending to is uh, or the person you lend to that you eventually get the reward from God for is not the one who is rich. It's the one who is Truly the needy who cry up to you at that time for help. Praise God. But somehow is lending because it's still a, a disposition where it could pay you back. But there's an option there is an option here that is possible it can't pay back. So you know that. And you don't lend the money to the person. You know it happens a lot of times. Am I right or right? It happens a lot of times. Somebody comes and says, once you look at him up to two, he says, and you have the money to lend to the person. He says, no, I can't lend money to this one. It's not even giving we're talking about here now. It's lending. Says, I can't lend money to this one. It's better say, please borrow me. Borrow me 20,000. Ah. 
you first of all think about your 20,000 is going. I think about the person. So you already know his, the story around him. That this one can't, will not pay your 20,000 back. You know? But when somebody else comes, all right, and says, the person have a different status. And then you say, and says, please uh, quickly borrow me 20,000 there. The 20,000, you won't borrow that other person. You, you say, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, sir, can I have your account? Let me transfer it. Why? Because there is a mindset that this one will pay back. So, Jesus is saying, the reward that comes upon the lender will only come to the lender who lent to the poor. Now, they don't look like they can pay you back. It doesn't look like they even have any means to pay you back. But they're in trouble. They need money. So he said, lend me. So they too are hoping that money will come again that they will use to pay you back. You can see the scenario, the situation they're in. So then as, but they're in serious situation. So Jesus said, lend to that person happily, not hoping to get back. But if the person brings it back, collect it. Praise God. Then it says, you don't kill the person over the, the money or whatever it is. It may not even be money. It's not only money people borrow and lend. It's not only money. There are many other things that you, you borrow and lend. Hallelujah. So when you lend money out, so let's finish what Jesus said. So do good. He said, lend to them without expecting to repay, it, to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the most high. Jesus is telling you how the children of God act. And if you say you are a child of God, then this is how you should act. It doesn't sound sweet, does it? Huh? But that is what Jesus is demanding us to do. Especially when it comes to lending and borrowing. Praise God. And then... He said, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. He said, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. So what is the conclusion here? God is trying to say, come on, love one another so much that you will not be able to take it when your fellow brother is in pain and you are going to help out. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? How, how do you, what do you think about God's system of lending and borrowing? It's interesting, isn't it? God doesn't want anyone to be suffering. Now, it's already suffering. The person is already suffering. You're not add to the suffering by the pressure of a lender. Double suffering. So God doesn't want that. God wants his own people to be free. He doesn't want anyone amongst to be poor. That is why I concluded that, come, what you know, you cannot forget. Are you getting my point? If somebody comes and says, let me 10 million, and you know that if you give 10 million to that person, you, you cannot bear 10 million going out of your account. Okay, but you can give two million and take your eyes off and not worry. 
about the remaining. Are you here? Now, that means you can just, sorry, I'm not able to give you the 10 million, but what I can learn, I'm able to release, I will let you have. So you can take this 2 million. Ah, the person will be happy. Thank you. And go search for how he can get others to meet up. You have done something. Now, when he comes back with the two million, fine. If he doesn't come back, you are not in the, you are, your mind is at rest. Are you getting my point? Because while you are doing it, you are doing it from a giving standpoint. It's not just giving because if he brings it back, you collect. But if it's giving, outrightly, you will have told the person, don't bother to bring it back. I'm just dashing you. I'm giving you. Hallelujah. So when it comes to that, that is the position that is within ourselves. Now listen, if I, that is within ourselves now as brothers and believers. But if I float a bank now, uh, and there is a, maybe something, uh, I say God's refuge bank, something like that. If I float a bank now, or rescue bank or something bank if I float a bank now you can be sure that everything that the bank is supposed to do is what is going to happen if you take your leg whether you're a believer or not a believer if you take your leg and walk into that bank and you demand for a loan what is a commercial business so whatever is going to be needed you will go through it and the day they supposed, you're supposed to deliver your loan back you are not they give you extra time. You are not delivering. They'll come to your house and pack your loan. Pack your everything that you used to insure. At that time, you can't open your mouth and say, ah, what's going on now? Eh? And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ministry bank. It's a bank. It's, it's gospel. It's, do you understand? You say, it's church bank. Ah, and those people, ah, how can they do like that? And people say, ah, what, what's your, what's your uh, pastor is doing about it now? Does he not know you took loan from the bank? No, 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 no. I don't know. And I can't know. Neither do I want to know. Because <laughs> it's none of my business. Do you get what I'm talking about? It's the business with the bank. So the bank people will do their job. Because if they don't do their job, they can't get paid. How do they get money to pay their salary? It is those process, is it not? That they get money to the pastor. So if, if you don't do it the way they do it, they don't get paid. It's their job. It's not my business. Praise God. But if you come to me personally, now we are talking as believers, it's a different thing. <laughs> are you getting my point? It's a different thing. Say, I need this one. I say, okay, I can't do it, too, but take this one anyway. I'll just be looking at you. When it comes to one year, two years, three years. Mm. Are you getting my point? I won't kill myself over it. We won't fight. But where the problem is, is that you are the one that will not be free. <laughs> are you getting it now? That's where I'm going now. The borrower now. You are the one who is the borrower. You will not be free. You will not be free at the presence of that person. In fact, you will not be free because he's not even talking. <laughs> is that not true? 
Because man is not even saying anything. He's not asking you. When he says he's not asking you, he's still greeting you. Oh, hello, Timmy Bowdy has everything, has business, has, oh, come on down. Okay, I will see you later. He's not even talking about it. By the time you turn back, you say, yes, your heart will be busy. Boo, boo, boo. And when you notice the person is coming one way, you want to run the other way. Now, that is the bondage there now. When he says the borrower is, eh, is what? Is a servant to the lender. Is in bondage to the lender. That's where it is now. You're not comfortable anymore. Now, so quickly, eh? Save yourself by carrying what you borrowed and go and repay. Praise God. In that way, you are even handing credit a faithful borrower. Are you getting? So next time, it's easier to loan you money again. Because ah, he's faithful. He returned it the other time. Praise God. But you don't, but. <laughs> hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. The borrower is under obligation to repay when. Is able. It's under obligation to repay when it's able. Exodus 22, 14 to 15, and Psalm 37, verse 21. All debts are expected to be paid when possible. Hallelujah. So, if you find yourself in a position where you are doing the borrowing. You are not expected to take what we are talking about for granted. The position of the lender. Because the lender is not troubling you. Does not, in fact, the lender, is not troubling, <laughs> the lender is not troubling you physically. But the lending is troubling you in your heart. Did you get it? The borrowing is troubling you in your heart. So that is enough. For somebody who is not a criminal. <laughs> to return and to say this is what uh, hallelujah now let's talk something about the paying back alright now you loan money amen praise the lord you loan uh, let's assume you loan uh, how much five million Miller. Now let's assume you loan five million. Let's talk about paying back. Now the paying back should not be something that is difficult to do if you make it progressive. Even your lender will be happy. Praise God. Even when you go to the banks, they don't expect you pay your loan back in in totality in bulk at once. They want to see your progressive return. Are you following me? And then they understand, okay, you are making progress. Now, where the issue is, is that some people don't even return anything at all. They don't make any step at all to repay anything at all. That's why you see the bank go to their house and pack their load, go to their house and seize their car seize their house, ask them to get out of their house. After they give them, maybe 
what we are talking about has even reached five years. And they didn't pay anything back. They're just enjoying themselves. Enjoying themselves. <laughs> At this point, let me tell you one story. You know, of a man <laughs> who went to take a loan from the bank. <laughs> you know, obviously the loan was given. He walked his way out. Maybe there's a business, you know, that you showed them. Because there's something about bank. They don't just give you loan. You don't walk into the bank and say, I want to collect loan and they give you. They want to know what you want to do with that money. Even they themselves now, these days they are wise. Apart from your collateral, they will tell you, you must have 20% of that money in your account. You want to loan 10 million. They say you must have 2 million in your account before we can give you 10 million. Are you getting it now? And then you collect your collateral. Okay? Now, now this story, this man, he got the money successfully. He just went straight and bought land and built another house. Are you getting that? He used part of money to do what he wants to do. You know, little things that he can do what he wants to do. And then he built another house. Alright? The house that he had is the collateral with the bank. So he forgot the bank. So the day the bank said they want their money, is that one they will go and collect. So he just forget that one with them. And then the bank <laughs> the bank took the old house. You know, the man is enjoying himself. <laughs> Spree. Some people can be, you know, there's something, you see, in this, in, in the financial world, there's something like, <laughs> you know, in every system, there's always what you call a loophole. And all these financial gurus have mastered loopholes and they use it for their own good. Do you know that even all these taxes they're paying all over the place, you know, all the big guys in business hardly pay the kind of tax you pay because they go on the constitutional rules that exempt them from taxes. You can imagine how much Dangote has and the kind of business is doing, even the oil that is put in there now, the oil refinery that is building there now. They are, if the government will give them rebates on taxes and all those things. But you, that you are doing your petty, petty business up and down, yeah, they, they will chase you up to collect their taxes. Do you get what I'm talking about? So, you need to become financially literate. The problem many times is that many of us are not financially literate. The beginning is to be financially literate. There is something I used to tackle when it comes to giving and receiving in the church. You know, I did some financial studies and I discovered that instead of, you see, you're hammering on people to give. But the question, there's a primary question first of all, what do they have doing? Because the person who is having no income cannot possibly be having something to give other than people giving him gifts. Are you getting my point? He doesn't have income. So the concern first of all is to build successful people. To make people have means for the flow of money. And then they are not now giving is a trouble. Are you getting my point here now? So the concern, we should have concern for people to be givers. Not just givers, but people who have businesses for them to be able to do something. And I have good news for you. 
God expected every one of us to be. You know, some people come and tell you, I'm not a businessman. I'm not just that type, you know. You know I'm not the business type. There's nobody on this planet that God did not create to be a business type. The problem is you are not knowledgeable enough about it and you don't know how to turn your passion into business. That's all. When you know how to turn your passion into business, it is easier to have a business. Amen? Somebody say, if everybody have business, then who will be working for who and be collecting? There will always be people who will... <laughs> Who will, who will want, who want to work and be paid for? There will always be, out of the seven point something billion on planet Earth, there will always be, there will always be people who don't know yet enough to own businesses. There will always be. But let's look at a scenario where it doesn't exist. That, that's the way I think. I always think, you know, a scenario where something is critical. How does it go? Then all of us begins to work as partners together. Amen. Did you get what I'm talking about? If I own a business, you own a business. I need people to work in my business and I pay them. But there's nobody to pay because nobody, everybody have a business. Then we then go on partnership. I need this job, I give your business, they do the job for me. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. You don't get it. You don't get it. Eh? Okay. You have a business that is into a computer uh, graphics and uh, datas, you know, getting datas for people and all that. We can as well in our own business here employ somebody that will come and do that job that your company is doing. And we are paying the person's salary. Am I right or right? But there's nobody to employ. Everybody have their business. So since that is your own business, we're partnered with you. We give you the job we want to do in our business that we want to employ somebody for. And we pay you for doing the job. You return the job. Did you get it now? It's as simple as like that. That is going on right now. There are people who are doing that already. So being on a job is not an excuse for not owning a business and say I'm not, I'm not just a business type. It's just that you are not exposed. What you don't know, you don't know. Praise God. And you can't know it if you don't learn it. Are you following me? Jesus said the secret of freedom from trouble is for you to sit down and learn. That's why we teach a lot of times. It's for you to learn. When you learn something, you are 80% free from the trouble. When you learn. You open yourself to learn what to do. Now something is difficult because you don't know what to do. But the moment you know what to do, you will be telling people it is easy. Is that not? But some time ago, it's difficult for you. But what change? It's not that thing that change. It's you that change. It's you that change because you acquire knowledge about how to do it. When the computer started taking over, people were complaining it's difficult. But how many people are complaining it's difficult today? No. You are sitting down here now. Programming will be difficult for you because you don't know coding. But when you learn coding in one, two, three months now, you come back, you'll be telling me it is easy. That's how life is. Nothing is difficult if you know how. So Jesus said, if you want to be free from trouble, you come and sit down and learn. So 80% of your trouble is solved when you learn. Now look at what we've been teaching from yesterday now. About learning, about borrowing and lending from yesterday now. 
How much of that do we hear all over in the church? And yet, in our churches all over the place, in the body of Christ, there are problems going on as a result of borrowing and lending. Am I right or right? You see, you see a lot of Christians who are, who are quarreling with each other. They will come to church. But they are in serious quarrel. They are fighting. You will see them not sitting together with each other. You will see them trying to avoid one another when they close service. All those things happen all over the churches. Some have even stopped going to some churches because of such other people. Are you getting me now? He said, that sister, he called himself a sister. I don't know what is wrong with him. That brother. And he says, a brother, don't mind him. He will carry a microphone and be coordinating service. Are you getting my point? He said, don't mind him. Don't mind him. If, if we get to that church now, he's the one you will see as the usher there that will be welcoming people. And then if you tell anybody, if you know how much he's owing me, he has refused to pay me. Is that a Christian? He said, why didn't you I go to me? I can't go to that church where, where the ushers, they are workers. Do you understand? It's causing trouble all over the place. But we need to learn. What is God saying about it? Even if borrowing and lending will take place amongst believers, there is how God wants us to practice it. If you missed yesterday, you just need to book for the message. Huh? Praise the Lord. You just book for the message. Amen. Uh, and then it will be available on the, on the website. And you just go there, make your payment, and download it. Praise the Lord. It's as simple as that. Book for it. Praise God. All the messages, all our messages, we're bringing them to the website. Okay? There are some that are free. There are some that are not just free. Some are just freebies. Some are not free. You have to give a token for you to get those copies. Praise God. So that um, you can uh, follow up and learn what we're talking about. Praise the Lord. So as a borrower, yesterday we spent so much time on lender. Okay? As a borrower, you are not to take what we have taught you yesterday for, the grant, for granted. You don't have to take a lender for granted because you have discovered that in the body of Christ, God wants us not to put pressure and burden on one another and, uh, and criminalize uh, a, a borrower or borrowing and lending, you know, and you don't give to collect interest. Well, now, all of that does not mean you, as the one borrowing, should take that for granted and refuse to pay back when you have it. Now, let's, let's address that. The Bible says when it's available. We have read that scripture here now. When it's available. Now, listen to me. Truly speaking, there are many times that the people who borrow money, they zero down to money because you borrow other things. There are people who borrow money that when the money comes to their hand, they refuse to pay back. Am I right or right? Huh? So, it's not about saying that uh, when the money comes. The money will come because God knows you borrow it. God will make provision for you. God is working it out for you, for you to come to pass. But when that money now comes, you refuse to pay back. It's wickedness. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says it's wickedness. Hallelujah. Can I you say it's wickedness? 
The Bible says wickedness. When you outrightly, the, that thought will come to your mind. Ah, and I'm owing this person money, I need to pay money. And that money is in your hand like this. And if we find out what you then use the money for again, after that, will be just something rubbish. Just waste the money. And you are, I said, another one will come. And now you are prolonging. What if the person you borrow money from now is now in need? Praise God. Because in the first place, the person loaned you the money, not because the person is so rich, but because the person has compassion to help you. Are you with me now? Because the person has compassion to help you. The person who is giving you the money have need also that you can use the money for. So when you borrow money, amen, when the money comes to your hand, pay back. Even when you have not paid everything back, show your face. Let the person know you are making progress. Are you with me? You might even show your face and make an attempt and the person will eventually say, don't worry. Don't worry about the rest. It's better than you don't show up at all. You don't show up to the person at all and say, uh -uh, this is what I, can have, I have so far. You borrow five million. And then one million has come. You can't show up and say, ah, sorry, uh, my brother, take this one million. I'm still working on the rest. Praise God. I'm using five million because that's your example. Amen. So I said, take the rest. How many of you are owing? You are owing somebody money. In what way? Eh? His work to be done now. That one is, is nothing to it's nothing to do with uh, this thing. You get it, but that one is different. Contract business. And you are doing it on a free basis. So the person will have to hold on until you are able to complete it. Yeah? Uh -huh. So that one is different. Assuming the person paid for it now and you have not delivered the job, it's a different thing. Are you getting it now? So there are two different things. You know? But when you're talking about you loan money to do a business, for example, if you, in another way, you are delivering, you are to so do a job for me and I am to pay you for the job. Are you getting my point? You are to do a job for me. That that job that you are doing for me will fetch some money. So there has to be there is a payment for that job, and from the payment of that job, I'm expecting the money to pay you. Did you get it now? That was a different thing, another scenario. So we both work together and push it, and the money comes out. Then you get your money. That one is different. There's not like owing there. You know. But there are other owing that has to do with not that you outrightly borrow money from somebody, but it's used, service used. Like you have a house that you are renting and your rent expires and you have not paid. You have entered into the rent where you are owing money. Is that not? But you did not borrow money. You pay. So the Bible also has something today to do about things that you rent. Amen? The Bible has something to do about what you rent. For example, in the Old Testament, it says that if you rent something, all right, and the thing got spoiled in the presence of the person you rented it from, the hmm? person is there and the thing got spoiled. Now, <laughs> the Bible says that 
eh, that you, you are not going to pay anything back. He said, because the rent has covered for it. In that case, it's probably some money have been paid to rent it. Are you getting my point here now? So you're not paid because the rent, the, whatever you have done or paid, has covered for that. You know, issues like that happens. You go and rent, for example, you rent, uh, you rent chairs. All right? You rent chairs. Like people who do chair renters, you rent chairs. And then before you know what is happening, five out of the one dozen of the chairs, some, some horrible people sat on it. <laughs> and the chair broke. Are you getting my point? And when the chair broke, the person has said, you have to pay for that chair. No, the Bible says, no, come on, you don't have to do that. Because the rent the person paid has covered for that loss. But here, today, outside the church, don't, don't make a mistake. Outside the church, they will hold your neck. Amen? They will hold your neck. But within the church setting, this is the practice God wants us to have. So that peace will reign amongst everyone. When everyone understands the way the rule goes, there will be peace. Let me tell you something. I need to stop now. Let me tell you something about, um, about these things we read in the Old Testament. That we call uh, under the law, under the law, under the law. Listen, most of these things are the instructions God gave to the nation of Israel. For that nation to function well. So most of the things there is relevant today. If a nation will work well, many things say there, when it's practice, a nation will work well. Praise God. So but the nation of Israel is a type of the church of Jesus in the New Testament. That is why the church can pick those things and practice it as a church. And it will work perfectly well. Praise God. Now, yesterday I said, if you have questions, you come today. For those of us who are here yesterday uh, and who are here today. Those who are yesterday who are not here today. But those of us who are here today and you are not here today. So if you have a question, let's, let me answer that question quickly now based on what we have been discussing yesterday till today. No, I told you we cannot finish everything about this topic in two days. So we have to stop now. Any question? Let's do that quickly. By microphone, Karen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, I just want to ask this question. We've seen the side of the borrower. We've seen the side of the lender. Now, uh, if a lender knows that the borrower has the capacity uh, to pay back, uh, under that scenario, what do you think the, the lender should do? And the lender needs his money. You know that the borrower has the capacity uh, to pay back the whatever loan. And... Uh, you know that perhaps the borrower don't want to pay just because he wants he or she still wants to enjoy you know the benefits of that um, loan what should you do what does the uh, biblical law say about that okay now before you came in 
that was what we started teaching on before you came in. Uh, you missed most of the part of that teaching. Uh, that answers the question, you know. And the, but let me read again. Amen. Now go open your Bibles to Luke, Luke chapter six. Luke chapter 6, verse 34. Luke chapter 6, verse 34. Luke chapter 6, verse 34. Are we there? Are we there? Let's say amen if you're there. Luke chapter 6, verse 34. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, amen, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Now, this statement, before we go to the next slide, this statement is loaded with the two sides. Okay? It's talking about a believer who is rich, who has capacity to pay you back, who needed help, and you loan money to. Alright? And he told us another scenario that those who are not born again, they do that as well. They loan to each other because they know the person has capacity to pay back. Alright? And then again, he went ahead and talked about loaning to somebody as believers within the setting who is needy and poor, who can't pay you back. Praise God. And he says, that's what I said earlier, he said that the reward that comes from heaven, okay, only come upon you because you lend to those who cannot pay you back. Now, if it's somebody who can pay you back, he can pay you back. Amen? So, the flow of the blessing is not connected to one who can pay you back, who has capacity to pay you back. But the one who cannot pay you back. Even though he can return later on and bring the money. But he knows his status that is in need quite all right. He just needs to be helped. Sometimes people use the language borrow. But in the situation they are in, it is clear that mm, this one. So God wants you to have compassion. If you read it further, He says, Does your Father in heaven have compassion on both the wicked and the righteous? He reigns upon the just and the unjust. Are you with me now? So He said, You will be like your Father who is in heaven. So God was particularly concerned about those who can pay you back. But then He took a step into those who can pay you back. Amen? And that's why we said, to those who can pay back, you don't have to take it for granted that somebody loan you money. And when you now have the money, you refuse to pay it back. Praise God. I said, praise God. What do you do in that instance? I think the general rule still plays. So as not to cause katakata and wala over the places. The general rule still plays what you can afford because to let go in the world of investment and you know and all that they tell you invest what you know you can afford to lose because it's risky so lending and borrowing to is risky are you getting my point but god wants that compassion to play in the church he wants us to have you know that peace amongst one another and not begin to quarrel and fight and resort into what people are taking themselves to court about. Amen? 
and it's becoming an issue. God doesn't want that to happen. Praise God. Now, I will say something about the one who can pay back. Amen? Which the capacity is very clear. It can pay back. Hallelujah. The one who can pay back. Could it be the reason is because there is a lack of remembrance somewhere that the person needs to be reminded. Are you getting my point? That uh, uh, so, 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 uh, don't forget. Uh, I'm expecting it back. Praise God. Hallelujah. Could it be that between the people who are discussing about loaning and borrowing, who have capacity to return the money back, I need to sit down and discuss clearly about it. Say, ah, this money I'm giving you, I need you to associate time. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, these are some areas that so far in our teachings is not categorically clear in the scriptures that we have used. You know, I say that there are still many things to talk about in lending and borrowing. Many other scriptures that we can't go into right now. Amen. But so far, what we have seen, now that is, as that may be, I still believe that the golden rule that Jesus gave covers everything. Jesus knows it all. Amen? Praise God. Because even the one who has capacity to pay you, let's look at another scenario. He has capacity to pay you back. But truly, that capacity at that time is not a capacity. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Do you know there are some scenarios there are people who have capacity, who have properties. Let's talk about their properties. Abby, they are actually at a higher level. But in the real sense of it, when you get to their bank account, they are on the very low side. Do you know? It's because their mouth is not opening to tell anybody. But on the outside, you will be looking at them from around and you will be concluding, ah, ah, it's something now. What is wrong with this person now? You will not know that the person has actually slipped into the needy realm. Praise God. So there are many circumstances that can be around that. Hallelujah. And because of the circumstances around it that you don't know, amen, I think that safe point that Jesus gave us is still important. Are you with me? Are you with me? I said, are you with me? I've, 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 uh, I've, um, I've asked somebody to uh, give me money before. And um, somehow, and I got the money back. And I called the person and says, about that money. And the person said, forget about it. That's another scenario entirely. Are you getting me now? He said, forget about it. Don't worry about it. You know, we have said that earlier. I've talked about that earlier. You know, forget it. Don't worry about it. So the point there is that as the borrower, you don't take it for granted. Amen? What did I call it? 
don't take it for granted. Because the people who are helping you out are just compassionate to help you out. They are compassionate to help you out. There are many other people. There are people who have more than what they have. Not that they are having any issues. They have it. You, you, it's obvious they have it. You get my point? And they are even spending around you. You can see how they are spending around you. But they will not have any compassion to help. But somebody who is not having up to what a quarter of what they are will be willing to make sacrifice to help you. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. You know, let me take it over to the realm of giving and ministry. I'm called giving and ministry. This ministry, you know, there are some people out there, all right, who just a tap of the finger like this. Eh? If you say, I need five million, you can be sure that they, sub, they can release the five million. Are you getting my point? And there are some other people there who can't do it. Now, those who can do it refuse to. But those who don't have up what they have, what they have, put it upon themselves, walk around to make sure, say, ah, say okay, no problem, sir. We'll do something about it. When you say, okay, we need to do this thing about the church, about the ministry, and then we need so so money, we are raising money. Like now we're raising money for our cameras and more so that our broadcasting can be documented very well. Praise the Lord. Now, some will answer. Some will not. But you find out that some that will not answer, even in the house here, praise God, some that will not answer, you, it's sometimes funny that you discover that it's not as if they don't have to do Praise God. So it's a kind, of, a kind of scenario, you know, around it. Hallelujah. That it, it, it you know, that we need to really... Uh... So that is why ultimately we need to look up to God. Amen? Amen? You look up to God without tying yourself to anybody. Trust God. Amen? And then whoever you can talk to, that Holy Ghost, touch your heart to talk to, to help will help and not give you trouble. You want to say something? I want to ask one question. Before you went out. Okay, yes. Uh, I don't know. It's possible that you've treated it before, but there's this general conception. Like, uh, if you look around Nigeria, now you have, uh, they came up with the Islamic banking. Okay. That is uh, a kind of lending where you don't take profit. You don't take interest. I don't know whether most of us have heard about it. So the Muslim world is trying to push that and they started with Jai's Bank and others. And uh, also some of them are saying that even the Bible says that when you lend, that you don't take usury. Okay, so how do now we? does it mean, say, where is the balance? Banks are supposed to lend. One of the reasons why we don't have a vibrant economy is because banks are not lending. And uh, another reason okay. they provide is that Nigerians do pay back loans, so they don't want to lend. Okay. So where is the balance? No, I have actually talked about that before you came. Now, and this is what I said. According to the scripture, the Bible emphasized the fact that you don't give, you don't take, give loan based on usury, on interest for your fellow brethren. 
So there is a borrowing and lending that is within ourselves based on compassion to help one another. It's not commercial business. Now, outside that, in the world, in the commercial world, there is a banking system. There is private lender businesses who will take interest for giving you a loan. It's a commercial. And I went, I, I went as far as giving an example that if I float a bank tomorrow now, are you listening? And I call it one bank, maybe it's a refuge bank or something bank, you know. And then you go there. Even though you're a member of the church, you go there. It's not my business. Because the banking is structured to make their money through lending and borrowing. Pay their workers and improve their businesses. Are you following me now? It is not within... See, if you come to meet me now and I have it and I give you, I can be considering I, well, whether you bring it or you don't bring it. There's peace between us. But if you go to the bank outside, even though I floated the bank, it's not operating by church. Are you hearing now? That's the balance. The operation of a bank is different from the church. And the Bible recognizes that there is a system that does that. That's why it says that you don't do it like the sinners do. In other words, unbeliever. Referring to the secular world. So you do it when it's within the house. It's different. I don't know if I'm communicating. Hello, are you hearing me? Now, it's a different thing. The banking system is different. The lending system is different out there. Amen? So you follow the rules there. Now, where the lending system out there, the banking system comes in now is that we need some banking, like in Dubai, you can take a loan and you are paying in 30 years, especially when it comes to mortgage, mortgage for houses and all that. You're paying in 30 years. Hallelujah. But not like the loans our banks give here. Even business. If you float a business, you know, not like the, our banks are doing here that you take a loan, they expect you to pay back within one year. And they tell you 20% or 25%. Two years, one year, two years, one year. The, the maximum they give you, give you is two years. What do you, how do they want you to? And they say they want 25%. Even the business you want to do the, with, the, with, the, with the money, it's still taking time for the business to yield. You understand? Some business, it will take some business even one year before it's stabilized that you took the loan for. Am I right or right? Before you now start saying you want to pay loan back. So that's something about the system out there. And if you go there, they ask for collateral and then you don't pay, they take your whatever that you give them. Amen. I said amen. Let me tell you something. Okay. I remember in my, uh, I've done some teachings in the past. I, I remember the, uh, our church at uh, Ikeja. Remember that time I did a project, uh, 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 what was it called? Uh, financial Freedom Seminar. Then I was talking about borrowing, the system of borrowing. Now, I particularly <laughs> would not step into the bank to go and borrow money that I am not sure where it's coming from to pay back even before they collect their money back. Are you getting me now? That system actually is a system of bondage. That's what the Bible tells us. If you can walk your way out of it, it's the best. Let me tell you something. 
the bank tells you that if you need capital to do your business, are you listening to me? You need capital. I say, come to the bank and loan money. We will loan you money. They still advertise to say on TV or on radio. I was hearing. Say, come to the bank, we will lend you money. And then they will lend you the money with interest and all that stuff. But let's look at the scenario. Remember those days when Soludo says all the banks should recapitalize. That means the bank were in a situation where they needed capital. He asked them to move up to how many billion at that time? Is it 20 billion? I'll be 25 billion capital base. Now, I think they, are, they want to move them to five, 500 or something billion, you know, in the next five years now. The present uh, uh, CBN, they're saying they want to move all the banks, capitalization. Say everyone, every bank should come with 500 billion. Now, banks will soon start selling shares now. When the bank, listen, listen, I want everybody to listen to this very carefully. When the bank was in the problem that you were in and the bank offer you a solution and the bank tells you that the solution is to, for you to come and borrow from them with an interest of 25%. The bank is now in the same problem that you were in and the bank now came to you that it told that you, when you need money for your capital, come and borrow from us. That same bank now need money for capital. That same bank now come to you. He didn't borrow from you. He asked you to buy shares to become a partner with him in his business. I don't know if you get my point here. And he says he will give you dividend every year. Did you get that? Now, that means there is something about it that it was, it was not good for the bank. Amen? That means that system was not good for the bank. So if that system was not good for the bank, how come it became good for me? How come the bank sells it to me that it's good for me? I don't know if you're getting me. I'm gonna, let me see your hand if you get what I'm trying to pass across. Hello, madam. Did you understand? You don't. I can see it all over your face. Okay, let me leave. How many of you understand here? L- lift up your hand if you understand very well. Did you, do you understand? You understand? Okay, for the sake of Madam, that didn't understand. Let us take it slow. Okay. I am the bank. All right? And I come to you. You need money for your business. And I say, come and borrow. And I say, you will pay back with interest of 20% in two years. And you accepted. Are you getting me now? I told you that the secret is for you to take a loan if you want to recapitalize or add money to your business to grow. But now, as the bank now, I'm in the same trouble. I need capital. CBN say I must increase my capital or else my, my bank will close down. Are you getting it? And I come to you. Is it not just normal for me to say you should borrow me too? Hmm? If borrowing and lending really works that way. But I didn't ask you to borrow me. I asked you to buy shares in my bank. In other words, partner with me. Instead of borrowing, do you get it? Instead of me borrowing from you, I say partner with me. And you, and you buy shares of 10 million naira. Are you getting my point? Do you know that that 10 million naira shares you bought in my bank and I'm giving you dividend, maybe it's a 70 kobo. 
every year over that shares. That 10 million maybe gives you maybe uh, maybe 100,000 shares. 100,000 shares times uh, time 50 couple. What is that? What is that? That's like 50,000 naira. Eh? Every year, I'll give you 50,000 naira over your 10 million. Do you get it? Now, but if I borrow that 10 million, if you, if you borrow that 10 million from me as a bank, I tell you you are paying with 25% interest in two years. It must be completed. What is the 25% of 10 million? Eh? 2.5 million. So when you are bringing my 10 million, you bring what? 12. So in two years, I'm expecting my 12.5 million. So I make 2.5 million in two years, whereas in two years, I gave you 100,000 error. Do you understand, madam? When I was teaching this some times ago, at Ikeja, a banker amongst us says, after the whole meeting, call me aside and say, Reverend, don't be teaching this kind of thing. We bankers, you don't want us to eat. <laughs> that was what you told me that time. Say, you don't want us to eat. I said, no, it's not my problem, it's the Bible. And the truth is that there are people that the banks are partnering with, but there are others that they are telling you to loan money. Are you getting my point now? It's not as if that partnership thing does not go on. It goes on. When you see some big guys who have the money, in fact, banks will be chasing them. Say, come, come, come. Are you true? Or you still want to hack soccer? Praise God. All right. We need to stop now so that the uh, workers' meeting can go on. Amen? After this. Praise God. I trust that some of us learned something tonight. Amen? I said, amen. Then you then ask me, then how do you then raise money now? You need capital. That is why it's good to have people around you can talk to who can help release money. Not, you know, more or less. In fact, it more or less will be good when it's a partnering something. Because I like it if I get the bank involved on a partnering level. In other words, part, bank will become interested in the business to succeed. But when they give you loan, it's not their business. Whether you succeed, don't succeed. Do you get my point? But when it's a partnering thing, in other words, this is the percentage of this profit that you bank will get. This is the percentage I will get. 60%, 40%, 50-50%. So the bank will wake up to send their people there and make sure the thing work. And then if we lose, we both lose. Bye-bye to each other. We sign agreement. You won't come and take my load or whatever. Nothing. Do you understand it now? You know? So if you have, you see, that's why when you want to do something, you share your vision with people that can help. But you see, you that want to help, get help from people like that, you must develop credibility, develop good name. The problem we have in the body of Christ, believers don't have good name. Out there, even some people will trust unbelievers than a believer in the house. There's one man who happens to be a president of a, of a full gospel uh, 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 business fellowship that I used to know at uh, Ibadan then in those days. Man is tall like this, you know. I think his name is uh, Gold or something. This man did business with a lot of believers and the name of believers, he was swindled. So he was not giving testimony. And I said, now, see, after his experiences, he said from now, 
He doesn't do business with Christians closing his two eyes anymore. So we close one eye, open the other. In other words, you can't trust Christians to do business. There are Christians that would prefer to do business with a Muslim than they do with a Christian. It's happening right now. Why? Because they believe the Muslim is trustworthy than a Christian. The Christian will come back and tell you a story. You know, now I'm your brother now. This and that. Come and be telling you a story. Whereas it's a business. If it's a kind gesture we do for one another, it's different. We have discussed all of that. But this one is a business we want to do. And we come together, we put money together, and you, you, you chop the money. And you're telling me I should understand. Where is the understanding going to come from? Huh? Hmm? Okay. Okay, go ahead. That's why we're having today. Today is mixed. Okay, I just want to share this. Uh, most of what Reverend actually hit the nail on the head, you know, he talks about credibility. Uh, one of our passion in this church is we want to see people start businesses and want to and see growing. them grow. Uh, I'm going to talk about lending, one of the things I learned. I think around 1993, I have a friend who started his business as far back as 93. And I remember the first loan, because we were going all over Lagos. There was even a day we went to VI, we went to sell some of his products, and he wasn't paid, and we had to come back. We were looking, we didn't have 500 naira. We were in VI that day, I remember Kovaya, Bayomi, and we were like, who do you know in this area? So I remember that I knew a, a one sister like that. We went to his office, he, she gave us 500 to come home. But today, this person I'm talking about is a millionaire by every standard. And one thing I remember is that the first loan he got, he got from his brother. Been in the same house with his brother. I also lived there at times with them. But the brother had a bank and we didn't know. You know, another thing that Christians need to learn is uh, how to be shrewd. So, so if you are, if yourself you are shrewd and you are borrowed money, you will pay back. And at times when somebody borrows you money, the person is testing you. Somebody borrows you on a th 10,000. And that's what the banks do. do. They grade you. You are graded. When you borrow 10,000, you borrow 10, then you, you can get 20. The next time, you can, then you can grow. So I remember his brother, he needed money for his business. The business was beginning to make sense because he could produce. So uh, the mom now said, talk to your brother now. He said, I can't talk to him. The, the, bro the brother is very sure, very sure with money. Some people don't play with money, I'm telling you. So if anybody gives you 5,000, that person has done that. Some people are multimillionaires, they don't play with money. So the brother now said, the mom talked to the brother, the brother now asked him, okay, he gave a note, go to so, so so Bank. And remember, we went to the bank together. It's a microfinance bank. So when we go to the bank, we are waiting, we said we want to, the bank president, his bank, uh, bank MD that we went to see. So when we got there, we just asked the receptionist, uh, we just asked the receptionist, do you know so-so person? We asked about his brother, that is the one that sent us. The receptionist now said yes. He said, who is, who is he to you people? She said, uh, that is the owner of this bank now. Are you getting it? He needed a money. The brother asked him, go and see so-so, go and borrow it from this bank. I'm doing, I'm, I'm a guarantor. 
I will guarantee the loan. But you will pay back. I remember then, it was 500,000 Naira in 1993. It was a lot of money. But it dare not pay back. Because it's a business. That corroborates what, uh, and the brother is a banker, by the way. But that tells you what he's saying, that he's, he's a brother, blood brother. But then, he had to pay back. Because the bank will deal with him. The brother won't even beg. Except he runs away. <laughs> Amen. So, that's the way the financial world, believers should be able to what? Separate it from what? When you are borrowing, and many times when believers want to borrow, when they are in need, they will say, borrow me. It's better you say, please give me. Because once you say, I want to borrow, you are committing yourself to pay back. <laughs> Amen. What if the person decides not to follow the Bible at that time? When he decides, if he decides not to be spiritual about it. Amen. Amen. Then another thing that Reverend mentioned, I actually wanted him to mention that partnership. Mm. That's one thing I've seen with blacks. Blacks don't partner. Amen. Mm. Blacks, we don't do partnership. So many of us run small, small businesses, but you can't go far if you don't have partners. You cannot go far. If you don't have partners, say, who are your partners? People who can be interested in what you do. Who can, and that's what the banks do, where they say, come and buy shares. They're saying, come and be a partner. But the difference between you and the bank is that the bank is so big and you are so small. Your own contribution is so small. So what you get, your, so your voice too is low. So you need to partner. Whatever you are doing, you, you can partner. Get partners, get people who love what you do, show them what you do, ask them to invest in the business. And what? Be diligent about their money. Be truthful. And we will grow. I'm telling you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm telling you. One of the, there's somebody I know that people, people bring money to him from all over the world. He has partners all over. He has been able to do a lot. He uses their money. He buys houses. He builds it. He sells it. He gives them their shares at the end of the year. The real thing is that you have the idea and you are trusted. Two things. You have the idea. You are trusted. Money will flow. Praise God. Amen. There's a lot to talk about financial world. Amen. Maybe in some other uncommon success that we have, there's even something to talk about. Have you heard about selling your business? People, in this part of the world, how many people sell their business? You know? They don't know. They see it as if, hey, the business. If they say business, who do I have again? They don't understand business. Business is like you build it. You know, that is why the person that built WhatsApp sold it for $2 billion. It doesn't mean the person has become poor. The person is having another idea he wants to build. He will build another business. The person that built, they sold it to Facebook. The person that, that built uh, Instagram sold it to Facebook. Are you getting my point here now? Now, let me come to Nigeria. I'm not even know hotel dollar or whatever. What is the name? Fort Oil. Hmm? The news came up about a week ago or two weeks ago. He sold Fort Oil. It's no longer, you know, he sold all his largest share in Fort Oil to another person. So he walked out of Fort Oil. So he doesn't have that oil business, that particular Fort Oil anymore. But has he gone poor because of that? No. Do you know, do you know how much he sold it? The oil well and everything. 
you know how much it will make selling the business? So when you build a business from scratch, you are actually having an asset. That's why I encourage people in this church, no matter how small, build business. Today, it's so easy to build a business. It's so easy. With the internet today, it's so easy to build a business. You don't even need to see the people you are transacting with in business. You just online, you talk, touch, touch. Finish. And money is in your account. Bam. There are many businesses. When I see people in church and they are grumbling over, they don't have money. There are many businesses. When I have uncommon success another time, I'm going to expose us on businesses. There's even one CD I can give and duplicate to everybody. Different kind of businesses you can do. You can start easily. There's even one business now that's even go everywhere that they call it uh, drop shipping. What do you do? You're just intermediary with a company that is bringing uh, goods from China, from whatever. And then you have your WhatsApp, uh, your, your website built. And then what do you do there? You advertise it, the product there, whether it's shoe that they're bringing from Dubai. You advertise it there. And people with the money, 5,000, 5,000. And the people say they click to buy. When they are clicking to buy, it's going to that website of that person to buy. When they finish buying, they transfer your profit to you. Or the money, of, if the arrangement is different, the money comes to your bank, you send the money to the company. You don't even have to carry the shoe to go and give everybody. The company will ship the shoe to their place. So you just sit down there, be the connector. And that thing, you do it every day. And you are not paid for it. You do it every day. Do you know how many people in the last five years you have connected for business? Did you get anything? That's what we're talking about. You do it every day. You do it every day. You connect people every day. And yet you get nothing for it. But some people carefully organize it for that purpose. That you get something from it. So there's a lot to do. When somebody says, I don't have anything to do. You have something to do. It's just that you don't know. The Lord will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. Rise up on your feet tonight. Lift up your voice.